Just turn to the left and right and feel the wind of a million sisters blowing on your neck. I'm Ash Love. And I'm Dr. Carrie Coley-Murchison. And you're listening to Trust Black Women, a podcast inspired by a womanist proclamation course at Wake Forest School of Divinity, led by the prophetic teaching of Dr. Melva Sampson. On this podcast, we take seriously the question of what it means to trust black women, and we stretch that question to include what it means to do so as a holy practice. We embrace black feminist and womanist thought. We center black women's lived experience. And we honor the bodies, voices, and historically subjugated knowledges of the divine. In today's episode, we set the stage for many conversations to come by exploring some of the initial ideas and inquiries that brought us to the creation of this platform in the first place. We're going to talk about what it means to trust, how the act of extending trust repeatedly can and should be considered a holy practice, and why any of this should matter to anyone other than us. All right, let's go. All right. Okay, Ash. Before we hop into this combo for real. <laughs> okay, Ash. Okay, okay, Ash. I'm only going to record this one more time. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> okay, Ash. Okay. Get your shit together. All right, Ash. Before we hop into this combo for real, what, you want me to do it again? No, I, Would it, no, I don't want <laughs> What I think it? it's oh, it's funny that you're saying all right, Ash. <laughs> like, like if somebody was listening to well, this, technically we would be they coming don't know back from what's a break. going on, so they don't and know that you said this twelve That's just times. Now I'm entering into the conversation, <laughs> and you're you're entering into it like okay, Ash. Okay, I done said this twelve times. I'm not saying it again. All right, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here we go. This is my podcast voice. I'm ready. It's the first time I've said it, but it's going to be the best time. (laughs) Before we hop into this combo, for real, we're on Wake Forest campus, so there's no better place to summon the spirit of the beloved ancestor, (laughs) Anna Julia Cooper. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Um, And I want us to talk about when and where we enter this idea of trusting black women. So some folks listening might just be experiencing this idea as a podcast, right? And that's their first time kind of coming into conversation with this. But the podcast is actually this extension of like our larger life's work. And by our, I really mean your. So I was hoping you could kick us off by telling us how this podcast even came to be. Sure. Um, So I'll talk a little bit about my background and then sort of my motivation for uh, the art that later becomes the podcast. So about me, I'm a master's level macro social worker, a community strategist, poet, activist, and artist. And there's a quote by Toni Morrison that that motivates me and inspires my work. And it says, the best art is political, and you ought to be able to make it unquestionably political and irrevocably beautiful at the same time. Usually, my art is intended to disrupt. I use my art as a tool for advocacy and a tool for community mobilization and As of lately, it's been a form of theological proclamation. So Trust Black Women became or began as a photojournalistic exhibition. Um, It came to me in a dream, 
And it also happened on the heels of black women across our country who are moving mountains as a form of political and theological disruption. Wait, can we pause? Can yeah. you tell us about the dream? <laughs> Is that, that's it? I can't ask about that. <laughs> we don't need to talk about it in this podcast. I mean, we can talk about this. <laughs> okay. We can talk about the dream. I think what came to me in the dream is is really the women around me. Like, there was... Okay. A, yeah. That, that, that wasn't getting you out of telling us about it. That was me like, I understand. Oh, I thought you were just saying, oh, okay, like, I get it. No. I really do want to know about the dream. Yeah, the dream was was really... I think I think what came to me first is trust black women like the phrase trust black women Mm. that's what came to me first in the dream and so when I woke up or like like unpacking the dream later it was for me okay what does this mean so even asking myself exploring Mm -hmm. myself what does this mean and God if you're giving to giving this to me as a project what does this mean so I started spending time with black women around me um and just realizing the significant contributions that they make to community and then I was like well shit I was raised by black women um and so I want to honor the black women that raised me as well so it just grew into wanting to take photo portraits of them um, wanting to take black and white portraits of them and then also get their understanding of what it meant to trust black women Hmm. yeah okay so how did we get from that to like today's conversation yeah (laughs) like yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so I think what was an artistic exhibition later turned into a theological claim for me okay um and and we then now we're here using this digital platform to expand that claim yeah okay that um I think the the understanding of that idea turning into a theological claim is kind of how I think about my own work. Mm-hmm. Um, so in general, there's like a larger idea that I hold that I know that is like our country's like labor and capital practices um, have just been inadequate and unfair for women and people of color and LGBTQI communities. Um, And so all of these labor to capital practices, meaning literally like how we spend our time and like use our bodies and like give of ourselves, um, have existed at the expense of how I'm saying we because I'm a part of those communities, but how those communities um, kind of receive resources, their personal and professional resources um, and and that inadequacy has overall um, resulted in kind of diminished opportunities, right? So, like, economic mm-hmm. opportunities, political right. opportunities, like, their basic kind of social mobility. But I am a person that, like, really has to deeply believe mm. um, <laughs> in that idea of social mobility or that there's, like, a more that can be for us, Um So all of that, like, thinking and theorizing just means that I spent most of my PhD program, like, studying how people change, right? Like, how they change their minds, how we change as communities, um, how we grow things, uh, how things catch on. 
And now I run a think tank and education production company called Holy Brands. And we work with clients and partners um, in a number of ways from like events to like small and large scale community engagement opportunities, messaging, et cetera. Um, we do a lot of strategy around how to enhance the lives of historically marginalized communities. Um, and the way we think about this is kind of from like my understanding of like what we need to get or achieve more, right? Mm-hmm. So like literally thinking about tiers of human need, like first, like, do I feel safe? Do I feel like I belong? Do I feel loved? Do okay. I have shelter? All those things. And then once I have those kind of basic human needs, like, what else do I need to self-actualize? That's good. So that means, like, specifically when it's related to, like, Black women in this podcast, a lot of my time is just spent, like, theorizing and discussing and taking seriously the lived experiences of Black women. Well, speaking of taking Black women seriously, Dr. Coley, we've read, wrestled, and engaged with texts such as Dr. Brittany Cooper's Eloquent Rage, mm-hmm. Patricia Hill Collins' Black Feminist Thought, can we just, can I just pause and say that Eloquent Rage is like the best book that I've read this year, yes, actually. Yeah, okay. Okay. That's, I just wanted to. Yes, we can pause Brittany, let's say talk. That. We went to the you know, <laughs> right, Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Okay, Rutgers <laughs> um, in the house. Yes. That's, that's fine. We, yeah, all right. So we've. <laughs> fine. <laughs> we've also read Alice Walker's In Search of Our Mother's Gardens and so much more. So the reason for starting this podcast as a critical engagement practice is that I understand that it's going to take multiple conversations and with multiple people. So there aren't firm answers to come from this initial podcast, but we want to leave folks with a set of entryways leading into deeper conversations that inspire practice around trusting black women. Mm -hmm. For me to say trust black women, it is synonymous with believing, honoring, and a concerted effort to dismantle systems of oppression by centering the voices of the most marginalized and oppressed. Okay. However, I'm sometimes skeptical of the language trust black women as I don't want I don't want the practice to be misrepresented as using the blessing of black women as emotional, physical, and spiritual labor. We're just like trust black women to do everything. They just go right. Work it out. right. <laughs> so trust black women. Ash said, I don't want to mow my lawn. <laughs> Ash said, trust, I trust black, black women. women. So yeah. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. So That's, that's so what I, people do right now. So right. That's fine. So I want to name that. So the idea, the theorizing and conceptualizing of trust black women isn't misrepresented. Though I do believe black women hold centuries long anecdote, antidotes to saving the world. As I write in my book, black women will save the world. As I quote myself. <laughs> as I've said previously in my written text that you can purchase on Amazon. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't say that. You said that. So thank you well, for that. Plug. Yes, you're right. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, the question, though, what does it mean to trust black women, uh, is a critically contemplative exploration to both validate black women and an exploration of self-worth. Uh, and what I didn't realize at first is, it, is that it was an exploration of self-worth. Hmm. Uh, then, using art, and digital media to visually represent a commitment to the practice of centering black women's voices. And that process, at least I think, changes for so many of us throughout our lives. So, Dr. Coley, today, what does it mean to trust black women to you? 
What does that mean to you? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to answer your question, and I'm going to say that we're going to have to come all the way back to this idea <laughs> of it being like a practice of self-worth, because I want to, mm. or like okay. an exploration of self-worth, because okay. I want to talk about that more, and I feel like people listening want to talk about that more. Um, I think the the idea that I agree with is that trusting black women, like on a day-to-day, um, changes for me okay. in terms of practice. Not like... I stop trusting them. It's just like, what is that? What does that look like? Right. Um, and I think the most consistent thing is that that practice is guided by my obsession with language mm. um, and like all of its connotations and all of its denotations and then like my own kind of imaginings from the, from there forward. Okay. okay so I'm going to need you to break that down. I saw for us. that that yes. was going to come. Yeah. Okay. I think I, what I mean by that is. I've been like a, like a word person all of my life, right? Like I really care about language. And when I think about an idea or I try to live in a way that's kind of guided by this idea, especially one that feels like simple, like trust black women, but like big and also filled with potential, like trust right. black women. Right. Um, I've just got to pay attention to like the things that keep me grounded in the definitions and then kind of figure out like how that action extrapolates I guess from there Mm, moving forward so I'm thinking like when we're looking at the idea of trust as like one or like a person that you place confidence in right Mm -hmm. like if I trust a person um or the idea of trust is like a dependence on something future or contingent um or even just like that idea of like uh duty or like putting faith and confidence in right that's That's the part that I really like um when I'm thinking about like putting confidence in black women now I'm like okay I've got my faith and my confidence I'm like depending on all kinds of women like any and every woman that identifies as being of like some form of African like ancestry for me at least because that's when I think about black I'm like I'm all diaspora um and I don't know. I guess what that looks like is like, okay, I want to believe in all black women, but like on a day-to-day basis, like what am I doing? Like, how does that look like finite action? And I think it's like, I pour into us, like I'm down to like check in on you. I want to talk to you. I want to know what you're feeling like. I'm going to use my physical and my intellectual labor on behalf of us. Mm. Um, I don't know. I'm going to do all that I can to like, put us in and keep us in the game but that's like any game like wherever I'm at so it's the academy it's on the internet it's like in my work um it's all the way around that's good uh I sort of broke it down um from a community-based perspective so as a community strategy trusting black women means simply listening believing um resisting the need to be convinced that black women know what's best for their bodies, their families, mm-hmm. their communities. So <laughs> if I'm a doctor, I'm going to trust black women. If I'm a teacher, I'm going to trust black girls who will become black women. If I'm a preacher, I'm going to trust the leadership of black women in my pulpit. If I'm a mechanic, I'm going to trust black women. To truly honor black women in this case means from every corner of a black woman's life, she is human, she is divine, creative, and has full agency to exist. Mm. 
I, well, okay. I, <laughs> I like that idea. Okay. I was, I was just going to be like, so the trust is systemic, which I think I'm going to come right. back to because okay. I, I do feel that way. And now I have these other questions that maybe we could talk about later because it's like that, that is, well, I guess because you mentioned the divine, right? Mm-hmm. That is kind of, there has to be a kind of like reverence for that person. But like, it's, it's like everyone has to do it. Like everyone right. should have to acknowledge that in some way. Right there is something in this person that needs to be valued in some way. So then it is systemic and it's like, it's like literally all the way around. Yeah. It's systemic. It's also systematic is it's a very deliberate action on my part. And I'd assume it is for a lot of people listening. And that deliberateness is something I want for us to get further into. Okay. For the life that I'm living, every obstacle that I face, each opportunity given. See it all as a stepping stone, told me reaching my vision. Out here grinding on my own, it's all a part of the mission. I walk alone on the path, only I can imagine. Anytime that I succeed, know that I made it happen. Ain't nobody got my back with this thing called rapping. But I keep on doing me, cause I believe in my talent. You see the passion every single time I step on the stage. Creativity is someone who deserves to be paid. Plus the hunger is the reason I could ever delay. Closer to the cash now with all the beasts that I slay. I'm a knight in shining armor, but I'm best in the day. I'm the only person strong enough to get in my way. Only artist that's most likely to get carried away. By some flows that move steady with the things that I say. You know. Oh, you never know what time that I know. All I can do is keep up with myself. And I know that I'll land on time Nothing's stopping me And when I'm famous, I don't wanna hear nothing From the people who sat and watched When they could've done something I'm out here unlocking doors I'm out here pushing buttons None of this will be a fairy tale, no all of a sudden This that I've been making effort Day in and day out This that staying up late because I see a way out This that putting in the time because I know the payout This that all by design because I drew the layout You know, humanist hands work humanist plans Finally met God and she wasn't a man I could try to spell it out but no they won't understand How I bring into existence everything that I can Mastermind of the movement, mentality worth pursuing Realized that I was the teacher, it made me a better student Hard to use some improvement with everything that I'm doing Take the lessons I learned, expressing them through the music Local artist Demi Day, one of my favorite local black women artists. Check out Demi Day's Instagram at the little rapper that could. We'll continue to use this podcast as a platform for black women artists. All black women artists. All the time. All All kinds. How many different versions of this could I say? (laughs) Before you stop. Before you take them. That's fine. Go ahead. (laughs) Let's just right back into it. But 
hopping back into why am I what yelling? I just, am I yelling? <laughs> what if I just spent the rest of the podcast looking at you? <laughs> you want some water? No. A mint. No. But hopping back into this convo because trust in black women is bigger than a mantra. We're suggesting that it's also a practice and more importantly, a holy practice. So since we've already been talking about the importance of definitions, I want to first say that to be holy is to be sacred or to be holy is to be the closest thing to God. I think we're naming one holy practice as centering the voices of black women. Hard stop. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I forgot I was okay. going to do it. Uh, I won't do it. Just <laughs> okay, well, that's not being edited out. <laughs> <No>. That's fine. <laughs> okay, go forth. That was everyone needed to understand how seriously we take centering the voices of black women. Okay. I don't apologize. <laughs> so, who's not at the table? Oh, black women black women aren't at the table then there needs to be black women at the table and and we want we we not only want black women at the table but we also want to know what black women are thinking uh so a holy practice is a deep intentional divine exercise of prioritizing the lives and historical contributions of black women black trans women black queer women black girls black preaching women in 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 the complexities of the world yeah i like this idea of talking about this as a divine and holy practice because what I think that I'm just like waiting for everyone to all at once recognize is that historically white men have played God in like really detrimental ways Mm, and and not just like white men I think we all kind of like play Mm. into this 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 larger kind of God thing that they're doing but Mm. I don't know because of that because of that that general feeling um I just I'm kind of insistent on honoring, um, like, the lived and verifiable patterns, which are black women have and use and exist, I think, within, like, a deeply spiritual experience, a deeply, like, divine experience. And we know that because we have survived in this world that has, like, systemically systematically like tried to end our existence in a number of ways here we are and we're not just surviving mm-hmm. we're actually like verifiably like moving culture along like literally like keeping people alive <laughs> literally yeah. coming up with new ideas um so okay there's like a i i guess it feels for me that when we're talking about like this practice Um, as being like holy for us we know that that's important but I think other folks need to understand the kind of importance around that and so um, Patricia Hill Collins uh, has a quote in intellectual activism where she talks about the power of a free mind and she says that power consists of trusting your own mind to ask the questions that need to be asked and your own capacity to figure out the strategies you need to get those questions answered. And that over time, this requires building communities that make this kind of intellectual and political work possible. And so when I'm thinking about trusting Black Mm -hmm. women, and I think this has come up in like a few of our conversations, Mm -hmm. it does begin way back at that idea that I really wanted you to come back to around like, like a process and kind of like trusting yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Like knowing that this thing that I believe in or this person that I believe in 
um, or this concept that I'm like being committed to is like a thing that I understand can work. Uh, but largely knowing that like black women have ideas and ways of being and all kinds of knowledges that we ignore or folks have ignored for whatever reason, um, that, I don't know, that, that can be taken seriously and that like will move us forward in terms of like investing in new and different ideas of the future. Right. And so you said trusting black women is investing in a new and different future. Mm-hmm. So in order to get to those options and that future, we need to make sure everybody feels like they can understand this concept as a holy practice in a systematic and systemic way. Exactly. And I would say that whether she was white, Asian. Okay, we're recording. <laughs> I would say that on the podcast. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the podcast. I'm Ash Love. And I'm Dr. Coley. We'll be here for another 30 minutes next week with a special guest. Is that true? <laughs> I'm not really sure if that's true. Yeah. We, that's definitely not next week. I think we should just say next week. Next time. That thing. <laughs> Maybe I'll say next time. And we'll see you next time. That's, that's, that's about it. All right. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I'm Ash Love. And I'm Dr. Coley. We'll be here for another 30 minutes next time with a special guest. I thought we just said that was not true. We are going to be here next time. Not next week, <laughs> but next time. Oh. Special guest. <laughs> okay, that's fine. All Bye, right. y'all. <laughs>